The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. So this morning's Gospel reading caused me to reflect on certain dynamics that are going on in the church today, especially surrounding our Holy Father. There are some who listen to our Holy Father and they try to appropriate his words in order to advance their own ideas. perhaps misinterpreting those words. And there are others who kind of, from the get-go, have a presupposition that his words are always advancing this other position that they don't agree with. And so, 
they have a tendency to not listen to anything that he says. And especially his words to clergy, which are often received negatively. Because he says things to clergy like, you have to smell like your sheep and be involved in people's lives and enter into their lives and know where they're coming from and call them to conversion and walk with them even if they're a sinner. And those things are hard. I think he's used the word lazy a couple times. Of course, he's not talking about American clergy. The rest of them, right? He's always talking about those people. And, and I'm often, on a personal note, I often um, I don't understand that dynamic because in my own experience, Pope Francis feels like the only priest, or the first priest maybe, who actually cared about my life. I grew up in a dysfunctional family where there's lots of division. I'm a child of divorced parents. Also a child who lost a parent, somebody who struggled with many things in my life. And so his emphasis on going out to the peripheries and calling people to conversion and seeking after people who don't fit into the ideal. For me, I've always received as, wow, I'm one of those people on the periphery and he actually cares about me. Even if he tells me I'm lazy. In the gospel reading, this kind of dynamic is going on because our Lord is very critical to the chief priests and the elders of the people because they don't seem to really understand that he's also come to proclaim the kingdom of God to them. He wants them to receive mercy and conversion of heart as well. And so he continually points out to them these parables in which those who are responsible have fallen into sin or they've gone astray. And in particular, today what comes forth is that we can become jealous of those who have received the Lord's mercy. We can become jealous of them. In the parable, the land is leased to these tenants and the tenants are responsible for bringing it to fruition. And then when the owner sends his stewards to the tenants, his servants, their first response is to kill them. And then when he sends his son 
their first response is to say, this is the heir. If we get rid of him, then we'll get what we deserve. Then we'll get what we deserve. And we also can fall into that same mentality as we hear this message of mercy and conversion and walking with people and accompanying them and walking them through a conversion process. We might say we have to be more merciful and welcoming to sinners. And somebody immediately wants to say, yeah, but they have to admit they're sinners. They have to be held accountable, though. And they do, and through the conversion process, that's exactly what happens. We become more accountable through the conversion process. As we gain freedom in Christ, as we come to know his love, as we come to know who we are, and we look back on our life, we can often have a greater sense of repentance than we ever did when we were in the midst of that sinfulness. I remember when I was starting kind of my own major conversion process within my priesthood, and I was starting to have more clarity about my own life, I remember looking back and thinking to myself, I've been very distant from our Lord. And I did have this greater sense of repentance than I had ever had in my life. And it comes through this conversion process. And we fall into this temptation to jealousy, which also affects us just as general parishioners, as Catholics. Last week I talked about a friend of mine who said to me, I hate prodigal people. Because she'd always been faithful and done the right things and then somebody comes along who's been a great sinner and they have this conversion and they're in love with Jesus. They're kind of jealous. Or when it seems like somebody, their life is flourishing, but my life is struggling. We can fall into jealousy when we forget that we're the one that's in need of conversion. We're more like the scribes and the Pharisees, the chief priests and the elders, when we forget that we're the one that's in need of conversion. when we forget that we're the one that's on the fringe. It's then that this sense of like, entitlement grows in us and we think we deserve things. We deserve things more than other people do. When we keep our eyes on our Lord and we remember who we are, that we're a sinner who's in need of mercy. 
that we're somebody who is trying to surrender our heart to our Lord, yet we tend to keep clinging to things of the world. When we remember that and our goal each day is to fall more in love with our Lord and to give over more and more of ourself to Him, to entrust more and more of our hearts and our lives and our history to Him, If we remember that, as we come to experience it, we'll want nothing more than for everybody else to experience it. It's the humility of admitting who we are in front of our Lord. That casts out all jealousy or envy or resentment of others because of their relationship with our Lord and his Heavenly Father. And that's truly what we need as a church today. is this deep humility that will allow us to recognize how in need of conversion we are. Our church is in need of a transformation of our hearts. Of being so in love with our Lord that our faith is unshakable. And that's what our church needs, it's what the diocese needs, it's what our parish needs, it's what our families need. Because we are called to live differently than everyone else. And we can't live differently until we love differently. And that's what our Lord is calling priests and the elders of the people too in today's gospel. And I think at its foundation, at his foundation, that's what our Holy Father is calling us to as a church. To deeply fall in love with our Lord. so that we can weather all of the difficulties that we face in our times. Because he is our refuge and our stronghold and our salvation. And so today let us pray for an increase in self-knowledge, an increase in that humility that leads to an experience of mercy in our own lives, for the transformation of our own hearts, that we may freely surrender our lives to Jesus, free from all jealousy, 
insecurity, resentment, that we may truly be free to love as he's loved us. And in that way, through that transformation, that we will be a church that welcomes sinners and is able to walk with them through their own transformation process. Bringing the world to know the grace and truth and beauty and love and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ.